taking it slow this Sunday. We're easing into the week. We got Redfin making some big storylines here, saying that the housing market has hit rock bottom. Oh, rock, rock bottom. I get the words out, I swear. <laughs> All right, so this week is going to be a little, little bit different. We do have a guest this week. Um, I do have a hard stop, hard stop at one hour because I'm picking up some friends from the UK that are coming to visit here, uh, visit and go to Dallas to go to Vid Summit, which is a conference for um, video marketing. So I was invited to go and I invited my friends from the UK. And But you don't want to hear about any of that. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. You want to see who our guest is today. And it's the one and only, the most majestic YouTuber I know, Mr. Sir Ashley. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh look, cheers! Yeah, people are excited. They were cheering oh, yeah. for you. I can get used to that. I can get used to that. Oh, I gotta say real quick hi to this guy right here, Remodel Media. He is uh, on uh, TikTok. He's a TikTok guy. And if you ever have any plumbing issues or anything <laughs> have to do with your uh, bathrooms, he's the one you want to go see. Debbie Brady's nice. in the house. Donna Moore's in the house. JA is in the house. Lawnmower is here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to see everybody. Hey. Don't forget, the, as we're talking about these things with Sir Ashley, about what Redfin had to say, if you have any questions, just go ahead and put the word question ahead and the, what your question is about. It's easier for the moderator, who is the producer in the background, Mr. Eddie, is my husband. Mr. Eddie, what's going <laughs> on, Eddie? He, he'll go ahead and put up your question up on the screen. So, Sir Ashley, you I sent you this article earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Redfin CEO, which he's, he, this guy cracks me up every time he's on the air because he always says something so out of pocket. He does. Uh, Glenn, I forget his last name. Kelman. Glenn Kelman. That's it. Yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn Kelman. He, uh, <laughs> he says, we're hitting rock bottom and the sales will slump, will last a long time, says uh, Redfin CEO. All right. Scroll down a bit. All right. Nice picture of my Redfin. <laughs> All right. It says the only good thing right now coming out of the uh, right good thing right now about the housing market is that it can't get much worse, says CEO Redfin Glenn Kelman. The head of the real estate listing site pointed out that tough market conditions over the past year with affordability plunging to an all time low, according to the Goldman Sachs housing housing affordability gauge. The fault of mortgage rates, which have raised cost of borrowing for prospective home buyers, while also discouraging potential sellers from listing their homes, has exasperated the shortage of supply and um, pushed up home prices as demand falls due to higher rates. Mean sales price for a single family home and itch back closer to an all time high, clocking in at 420000 in August, meanwhile, mortgage rates have stayed stubbornly at 7%. It has been a slow building. Oh my gosh, he's so explosive. <laughs> it has been a slow building disaster, Kelman said in an interview to CNBC. Uh, the housing market is just taking a beating because of affordability at a four, uh, four decade low. I have to say this really quick. If the yeah. interest rates were at 5% right now, it doesn't make the house, I mean, the house payment will be more affordable, but most people can't afford a $420,000 house. They can't afford it. Like most people that are making, let's just say $100,000 a year, normally that would have been able for them to buy, you know, a, like, a, you know, a modest three bedroom, two bath house, little, little house. Mm -hmm. 
420,000 is not good. They can't get it. They can't even qualify. So I don't know why they think that just because the interest rates are going to drop, that it's going to make the affordability problem just disappear. What do you say, sir? No, it won't disappear, um, but it will lighten or ease the noose, I should say, for lack of a better um, picture. It will make it so more people can afford a home because at, at 7 8% right now, really only the top of the top can can really afford a home right now. But it doesn't it seem like for a lot of first-time homebuyers in these areas, oh. there are people that are making serious cash flow and mm-hmm. they're buying their very first home. They're yeah. the only ones that have, can afford it. the house that used to be the normal starter home for someone that was like a school teacher and a hairdresser. Mm-hmm is completely out of reach for those people today. And then now Most it's definitely. the person that's like an executive and they, you know, are, are an attorney and they're 32, 34 years old and they're buying their first house. And that's the starter home. That's ridiculous to me. It I is. Mean, it, it is ridiculous. And that's just, I mean, it's how we've evolved where, like you said, the teachers, what they make with their salary, they can't afford, they can barely afford rent. I know some teachers that can't even afford rent here in the, in the Carolinas. I know. Um, they have to get roommates. So no, that starter home, like you said, for teachers and just the average worker or employee with the average salary is, is it's, um, it's depressing to say the least. It is. And I did, and then like I, I realized that the market will have a lot more activity when it reaches that five. If it does, if the predictions are right, I don't know if anybody saw, but Barbara Corcoran had said that if it reaches in the fives, she could see home prices increasing by about fifteen percent, ten or fifteen percent. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I mean, they they promised us it was going to be in the fives this year, and it, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> they, they did, and I and I felt, I'm not going to lie, I fell for it earlier in the year. I was like. Um, Barry Habib was talking about it coming down and everything, and I fell for it. I was like, man, it's going to come down some. And here we are at 8%. As of Friday, it was 8.1. Right. Well, I I fell for it, too, because of, like, there's people that are a heck of a lot smarter when it comes to exactly and studying yeah. the Fed. And I was mm-hmm. reading, I mean, they were all pretty much in line, all of them yeah. saying yeah. that the, it's very probable that we're going to be seeing uh, interest rates for homes reaching in the fives again, mid to high fives, but still yeah. in the fives. And, you know, we're, we're heading, this is, we're getting to the end of the, the year. I can't imagine. It I, 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 I was on Yahoo finance live mm-hmm. talking about how interest rates are going to go down early this year. And I look like a liar because <laughs> here we are, we're at 8% now. So it is. Yeah. Well, I years ago when I had said um, we were when we were in the twos, we were in the twos, mm-hmm. and I we were making the predictions for the following year. I yes. said, "Oh, we're we're probably going to see interest rates in the fives, maybe even the sixes. And everybody on the panel went, "Oh, no, 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 maybe four yeah, percent, yeah. maybe four, mm-hmm. maybe maybe high fours. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then it went like within the next quarter, it was at six percent. I was like, "Oh, just so." <laughs> Yeah, it was they the the challenges and what we saw happen is that they just kept them so low for too long, too long, too long, for too long. So everybody and their mother that that bought a home or thinking about buying or even refinance, they did so. And you have so many two, three, four or right now, even five percent interest rate range. Those people aren't selling. Yeah, well, I um. 
there's an interesting comment says the large the largest percentage or majority of U.S. citizens cannot afford the criminals. I'm assuming that you're thinking that foreign investors are buying up most of the homes here in the United States. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say there isn't foreign investment. There's a high percentage mm -hmm. of Chinese investors. That's the most that have been buying here in the United States. But that isn't going to. That isn't entirely all housing markets. Those are only in certain pockets in certain areas, and that doesn't really affect the affordability in the majority. Then, like I would say, ninety percent of the United States. Um, I'm not. Because uh, I don't think that local investors yeah. are worse. You know, like I'm talking your Blackstones, <laughs> yeah. your Tricons, yes, your yes. Uh, America Homes for Rent, all these build for, for rent, rent homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are the ones that we really need to be afraid of. Like we can't uh, like make everybody yeah. a boogeyman, but that's what they do. They make these articles that make it sound so threatening that we're being invaded to, to by- To fear the other people where it's, it's, yeah, it's us. The, <laughs> yeah, it's us. It's, it's us. our own problem. Yeah. It's, it's an in, yeah. the calls coming from inside the house. You know, yeah. like these institutional investors <laughs> yeah. right here in the United mm -hmm. States homegrown are the sickest people of them all because they do want to make us into renters. Mm -hmm. And I'm convinced they love yeah. this market. They do because even if the even if the interest rates hit five percent, if they hit five percent, who can afford a house today with the home prices? Only people that have a lot of money. And then the people that have are in higher homes right now mm -hmm. are going to say, "Oh yeah, well I'll go ahead and move up now because the interest rates are low. I might be giving up yep. my three percent, but this isn't that much of a change. I can now move up." So like, I, it's the people that have money that are going to be able to. If it hits the fives again, they're going to be able to get in there. That are people that have money well, that was like inherited to them, you know, like yes. great my grandpa. What we're seeing now job. is really the delineation between the have and have nots, even more so, unfortunately, um, in this housing market to where people with the means to do so, they're going to keep playing Monopoly. Right. Mm -hmm. But the people that can't even get started on the housing ladder are looking on the sidelines still paying astrical amounts for rent. So that's what mm -hmm. we're saying. The rent is still going up. Eddie, can you put that last comment up really quick? Because I want to I want to make a comment about this. This is something that people need to understand. Okay. Um, it says another timely update from uh, from Texas. Zillow's email in just this morning tells me my place uh, dropped 0.7% in the estimate value in the past 30 days. Mm -hmm. First yeah. off, they call it a estimate because it's not a true <laughs> estimate. And the way that Zillow works is it's an algorithm. So what they do is, um, and this is no joke, they just take your house and they stick it in the middle and then they draw a gigantic circle around it. Then they average all the home sales, whether they're equivalent to your home or not, right? They average them all out and they give you the price for your specific home. And that's their estimate. They've been sued for this yeah. a thousand times because people, you know, got their, you know, thought that their home was worth more and, and they've lost. Yeah. Every person that sued them has always lost because it, they've made it very clear that the estimate is just an algorithm. It's just a, we're guessing. Basically, they're it's throwing a guess. Numbers. It's a, it's a, it's it's a guess. Totally a, they should yeah. just call it a guesstimate instead of his estimate. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing, too, is this time of year is very normal, very, very normal to see a small drop in home prices because not many people are selling right now and not many people are buying right now. Kids just got back to school. We're heading into the holidays. This is when the housing market slows in a lot of areas. So don't be alarmed if you see like a one, two, even three percent drop right now. You know, when you really need to like be concerned is like when that spring, summer, air, you know, 
period comes in and you see, you know, three, four percent drop, that's that's a, that's more something to be concerned about, in my opinion. Yeah. What do you no, say? I, I'm with you. I totally agree. Um, I just was talking to a colleague yesterday, and I think this fall and winter's game plan for any people looking to buy or sell should follow last year's game plan, meaning it was a very slow market then. Around mm -hmm. November, rates hit around, what, 7.37, the highest they had been November of 2022, highest they had been in, what, 18 years at that time. And mm -hmm. you saw the housing market come to a complete halt. And buyers at that time, if you were savvy enough, you got a lot of give from sellers because right. there weren't a lot of buyers in the market. You got a lot of um, rate buy downs, concessions, <laughs> money off of the purchase price. So if, if you are in the market to buy, do not settle for the asking price. Make sure you get some concessions and stuff from the seller because right now, while still technically a seller's market, you are the prize as a buyer. What, what I was just going to say that in this day and age right now, it is yeah. time for yeah. you to be more stubborn in negotiating. Every yeah. market is going to be different. Be very, mm -hmm. you know, have your real estate agent show you exactly what's yeah. going on in that specific area. They can do, they can pull up the numbers for you and show you how many homes have had price drops, how many, you know, like how many days they've been on the market. If they've been on the market for a while, please negotiate you know don't yes. don't take it just because that's the the sticker price there's always room for negotiations and um mm -hmm. and not only that don't give up on your um on your inspections that's super oh, no. important i well no. you know they were doing that back in the day they were giving up on their inspections and they're so important. waving ins inspections appraisals i remember i'm so happy we're not in those times oh, right now so oh man that was so that was crazy it was very scary i, I had like it. clients sign waivers because I was not agreeing with what they wanted to do. So I, I had you to, to sign, make sure you weren't going to hold me liable for your mistake because I told you not to do it. You're uh, not the only um, one. You're not so, the only one. There were people yeah. that made specific waivers that said, this mm -hmm. is going against the advice of my real estate agent. Yeah, Like yeah. they, they didn't, but they, in, in my case, they were right. The buyers were right. And I still yeah. was against my, my bet. Like I told them I wouldn't do this, but they, they were fine with it. They paid, no. they overpaid for a house, but within like, like four months later, <laughs> they didn't overpay for it. But I yeah. didn't, I mean, I don't no, know. I didn't think I have, that our little area here was going to do that. You know? yeah. No, I, I can, I'm thinking of one person, one transaction right now. And actually this person bought multiple properties, but it was significantly over asked. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And literally within six months, he he had equity, right? Yeah. He had equity and it was, he was almost even by the time we closed in that month and a half it took to close. Um, so now he, and, and he locked in a, what, a 3.3 interest rate. So it was just a, a win all the way around, right? So, I know, but our gut, we've seen this and we were like, this is mm -hmm. not going to turn out good, but it yeah, ended yeah. up turning out good. This yeah, is a really yeah. good question from Peter. He says, if the real estate is only gone up, how can it be hitting rock bottom? It can't be both. It, what, yeah. what, Glenn, uh, what Glenn was saying. Glenn, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was saying that it's hit rock bottom as far as affordability is concerned. But the supply problem is another problem. So affordability is extremely high. And that can still get worse, especially if interest rates continue to go up and home prices don't go down like they were telling us they were going to. Yeah. And if the supply of homes is still dwindling because home builders aren't building houses like they used to, it can get worse. I think 
I think uh, Glenn's wrong on that. We, well, we no. touched on it. We touched on it before we went live. I think mm -hmm. he's wrong as well. I think it can get worse. Um, and yes, I, I hear the question. Prices are only going up. How are we rock bottom? I think he means rock bottom in terms of transactions. Oh, gotcha. Right. That's what I, I believe. I mean, I'm mean, not, you know, obviously he didn't, mm -hmm. he wasn't specific and didn't clarify in the article, but I believe with rock bottom and transaction, just like when Jerome Powell said he wants to reset the housing market last August. I think the reset obviously hasn't happened in prices, right? I think it is in transactions because we were on pace to, well, we did what about 6 million and now we're on pace to do almost four this year. Yeah. So it severely slowed down the housing market to allow some price points, some, to have some kind of reprieve and breathing room, uh, but the average home still goes fairly quickly. It's only in the housing markets that have a, already yeah. a lot of supply of houses to begin with. They had a lot yeah. of new construction. You know, yeah. your Austin, Texas, your Phoenix, Arizona had not neighborhoods popping up everywhere. Yeah. So they were the ones that saw the most significant or even Boise, Idaho was another one, which yes, yes. shocked me to death. <laughs> but, but they were the ones yeah, that had the most yeah. significant price reductions this yeah. past year. But it made sense because they had the most supply of supply. homes exactly. yeah, of, of, of new construction. Mm -hmm. So if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of new construction, mo most areas, most areas around the United States remain flat. You yeah. know, they just made like they might have gone down like your 0.7 or 0.1 percent or whatever. And, and then... I Go ahead. I saw, I saw something recently. It was a, uh, um, I can't think who put it out, but it was talking about the builders' numbers and right. how starts right now are actually down. So yes. my fear is the inventory going into the spring is going be to worse. be down. So like it's gonna like it's just a never-ending cycle of unaffordability because you have to you don't incentivize have the, inventory. the builders. You exactly. have to incentivize right. them. Yep. You got to give them tax credits before, or in order for them to build. You're going to have to do this. Don has a good question. It says, yes, we were yes. just talking about this too. Airbnb crashing real estate. Student loans are coming due. The living wage earner cannot afford a payment. The, econ the economy is done. Don, yeah. we, we were literally just saying this before He's, we got on the air. I, I want to screenshot this right here. And yeah, like, that was yeah, a that fantastic was comment. Yeah, do you yeah. want to want to say anything about this? Because this is what we were just talking about before yeah. we got on. Um, Airbnb. First, I want to talk about Airbnb real quick. We didn't touch on that. Um, I don't think that's going to be the crash of the housing market simply because if you just look at the number of Airbnbs uh, that make up the inventory of the housing market, it's not enough. Even if every single one of them become active properties for sale, it's still not enough to put a dent in the amount of inventory we need to meet demand. Right. Um, but regarding the living wage, student loans being due, Student loans is a big one. So the reason why I said Glenn Kelman is wrong as far as I think he might he might have said a little talk too soon regarding we hit rock bottom because affordability is only going to get worse once people have to make that two, three, four hundred dollars student loan payment every month. And not um, only that, everything else has gotten more expensive. Yeah. You know, like your groceries everything. have gotten more expensive, your your car yeah. payment, like everything. Oh, and you know, I don't know if you saw this too, but the uh, repos for um, uh, cars have gone up recently. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, I got my eye on that because it's usually a good indicator <laughs> of what's going to be happening on the. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. Yeah, if yeah it is. It is. Economics, like, if mm -hmm. once the repossessions of cars start popping up, that's when you start seeing 
more and more people not being able to make their house payments. And it's and, super unfortunate, but it could help with the supply of homes for people to find a house to purchase. Could That's what could. we need. Exactly. We need supply from somewhere. And I'm all for, like, I, I don't believe, I don't want home prices to go up. Like, I just don't, I don't. I believe, I hope we've used all the appreciation for the 2020s in the first two and a half years. That's what I hope. I hope we used, we, we got it all out the way and we're just flat the rest of the decade. But mm -hmm. without inventory, I don't know what we're going to do. Like home prices is going to like slowly go up because we just don't have any inventory. And I don't know where it's going to come from. Hopefully, well, maybe foreclosures of people getting behind on their payment, bring their homes but to the market. Like it the does. thing is, exactly. is like the, the, the quickest mm -hmm. you could have a home go through foreclosure and actually hit mm -hmm. the market, the, the fastest it could possibly happen is six months. But the way that the yep. court systems run, that is like literally in, that's not going to happen because not only that. Yeah. Okay. So for a person to stop, like just say they stop making their payments today, right? So yeah. it takes them three months before they start the foreclosure process. And before they even get the notice of default. Yep, notice yeah. of default. They get ninety days, right? Yep. Ninety days. So and so we got yeah. we got another. You know, we have all that time. Then it goes through the court system. Then they evict the people. Then they have to go through all this other thing. It like most cases, it's going to take over a year, way over a year. In yeah. some areas, it takes even longer. And if they have if the people have filed bankruptcy and they've gotten divorced during the time that that house was foreclosed on, you're mm -hmm. adding years and years and years. My, yeah. my thing, and I, this is why people, I think tell them like, you can't have your hopes up for this. Even if you see foreclosures, like really start to pick up because of the fact that they sell all of those homes in a bundle. Like they'll, they'll just go to those Tricon and say, Hey, we have all these houses. You buy them up for this flat price, and they go okay, and they just yep. sign the check over and they buy them. So I mean, anyways. similar to what? No, I'm with you. And you know, my past life, I was an attorney, right? I practiced law, so I know the foreclosure process and did all this. So it's going to take, at least here in the Carolinas, at least nine months. And I've seen people stay in homes for three years and not make a payment going through the foreclosure process. So too. <laughs> So it's not going to happen. Like one whole one would think like people see the headlines like, oh, a wave of foreclosure is going to hit the market. No, every situation is different. Some people are going to be proactive and sell. Most people are going to drag it out. And reason why they're going to drag it out, because this time is much different than 08, mm -hmm. is because in 08, they had a plethora of homes they can go rent for cheaper yes. than what they were paying in mortgage. Right. Now, mortgage is more expensive I mean, rent is more expensive than the mortgage. And real estate investors and Wall Street have figured this out. And they like if you stifen the supply of homes that are available for you to purchase and the yeah. home prices are so incredibly high, they're filling in the gap. They're saving affordability <laughs> by building these builder rents. They're the they they are basically, you know, giving themselves a, a shiny little, you know, I did it such a great job because look, look how we're helping here. society. Yeah, we're helping them to never yeah. own a home and never have own have, any real have estate. Quality housing. Quality and, housing. Never have to worry about insurance payments and, and taxes. And it, it makes them so comfortable. And, you know, in, a, in, a, in a brand new home, it looks yeah. beautiful and all that. And the rent is $3,500, whereas the mortgage that they could have gotten, you know, is, is 2000
that's the average mortgage right now right so i know and so i i don't know like I hate to have that like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory head on, but the more you dig into it, it's like, this feels planned. This feels yeah. very planned. <laughs> and then when I, I have been talking about this since before the pandemic started, I remember, I, I remember I, I had Jeremy Knight on here and I was like, Jeremy, did you know that like Amazon and all these companies are buying up these houses so that people can move into them just to rent them? And so basically, even though it says like mm -hmm. Sunshine Realty Investments or whatever, it's really Amazon and they're renting. They work for Amazon. The, the employees work for Amazon and they're renting from Amazon. And that they were doing that all around. And it was like on page three of Google, I found that. And that was yeah. before the pandemic. And then then it was like the like uh, the curtain had been pulled back during the pandemic because it became so incredibly obvious with the, as many as institutional investors that were filling out contracts, especially like mm -hmm. in, around Atlanta. Like I was talking, I, I had uh, some real estate agents from Atlanta and they were like, I mean, every single offer we get, at least half of them are institutional investors. I'm like, yeah. unbelievable. At one time in Atlanta, 45% of closed deals were from investment companies. I didn't realize that. Wow. And I didn't know in the Charlotte area, it was around 25, 25-ish, maybe 30 at the most, but I want to say 25-ish. And any home you list- month, or, But even still, yeah. it's like- <laughs> no, if you, um, Even if you list a median-priced home, I had a listing for a home that was, what, around 415 in the mm -hmm. Charlotte area, and the median price is right around 420. Mm -hmm. We had about five offers from investors. Yeah. Like, it's just because- Again, people need to live somewhere, and that at that number they can still quote unquote cash flow it. So, I my other concern is that, and I talk about this mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I worry that let's just say Tricon builds a buys up, you know, a good 20 25 percent of a neighborhood because that's all the HOA allows for no yeah, only 25 yeah. percent, right? So, they're they have enough capital that they're trying to basically buy up everything they can. So now, now they dictate the price, right? Because if anything that's in that specific area, they're now dictate how much the rent is because they own it all. So a three bedroom house is now $3,500. And, and everybody else around there is like, well, that's the price that everybody's getting. So now they've dictated the price of rents in the area. If they decided to sell 10 of those houses at the same time, they also dictate how much homes are going to sell for because they could, they could easily take a hit on a house. They could take 20, 30, 40%, uh, $40,000 off the sales price. Oh, and yeah. that affects everybody in the neighborhood because they took that hit. So I don't know. I just don't, I don't like that the, they get a, I just think there needs to be in every area, some kind of cap, how many homes can be sold to investment, investment companies in a residential yes. area, because then we don't want no. it to turn into, because then it's not residential anymore. It's it's no. not. I agree. No. I totally agree. There's a community here in Charlotte that um, it's it's funny you you mentioned how all of the whole community would be by owned by it's owned by Tricon for the most part. Every listing that you see, which is about eight of them on the market right now, um, six of them are Tricon or American Homes for Rent. As far as you can, you know, their LLC, they listed them and mm -hmm. they're setting the market. They're setting, they're setting the market as far as pricing goes to where if you want your home to sell, either you're going to, you know, you're going to have to price it Meet below theirs. Price. Yeah, exactly. Meet their price. Yep. And that's, 
that's 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 market manipulation in my opinion. It is. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> they manipulate the yeah. price. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. <laughs> if you have any questions, <laughs> go ahead and put question in the chat, and Eddie will put the question up on the screen, and Sir Ashley and I will have a conversation about it. Yeah. Is that right, Sir Ashley? <laughs> Almost, de Almost definitely. Uh, you cut out for a second there. Uh, let's, let's see. There's a comment here. Lawnmower says, out of curiosity, I had a couple of people uh, what they thought their a starter home was. Apparently, is a 1,500 to 2,000 square foot, three bedroom, three bath, new built for $100,000. That doesn't exist. Hmm. They, they, what, they, what we call that in, in the real estate business is a unicorn. <laughs> we call that yeah, unicorn. That, that does not exist at all. No, it doesn't even, in my little small town outside of Baton Rouge, it doesn't even exist. But I mean, that's, that is one of those things though, that people keep saying to me. And I, I always fight back when they were like, well, you know, if they quit buying um, uh, avocado toast and drinking their Starbucks, then they could afford a home. That's just not how it works. I mean, honestly, homes, if they were a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would make sense to me that, yeah, maybe they should lay off the avocado toast. But well, a house medium price four hundred twenty thousand dollars. I mean, they would have to stop eating avocado toast after they're dead for you know the next four hundred years before they would ever to afford that house. You know, it doesn't. The the incomes are not matching how quickly the home prices have risen, and we can we can literally point the fingers and post blame on you know different generations for all sorts of things the millennials want to blame the boomers because they you know own more stuff the boomers yeah. want to blame the you know the younger generations for being lazy and entitled and not willing to work for anything but it all comes down to we're all getting played and this is not any of our faults <laughs> There isn't enough affordable homes for younger generations to buy. It's yeah. not the boomers' fault that that happened because they had the opportunity put in front of them. That's not their fault. It's not the generation, like younger generations' fault either. It's the fact that we yeah. don't have enough supply of houses on the market, and we need to have builders that are incentivized to build smaller homes so younger generations can purchase them. But we've put it all in the hands of the private sector because we didn't want to get government involved, and their solution was build to rent. And that is not going to allow yeah. for younger generations to build their own wealth there in the future. It's going to make them dependent on always, always paying rent. That was a exactly. Sorry, that, that was, was a rant. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate I it. I appreciate it. What 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 I think really had we lost the generation of construction, right? Yes. Between 06 to 2016, 2017, there just mm -hmm. wasn't any building to take place, that taking place. Um a lot of the smaller builders went belly up. So they couldn't they couldn't afford it. So we lost that home. Right. And then we lost the no homes were being built during that generation. And then now, even when we need more homes and there's a push for it, we don't have the skilled labor because they weren't trained. Right. They weren't trained as far well, because we missed that generation of people. Either. Yeah. Well, as, I yes, don't blame exactly. a lot of people that not mm -hmm. wanting to do that job because it's a lot of hot 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 outside hot hard work and if you're not I, you're, and you're making 16 dollars yeah. an hour that's a lot of money you can work at mcdonald's no joke my daughter does for 16 dollars mm -hmm. an hour i would if it was yeah. the choice between putting up shingles 
you know, and working my tail off or working at McDonald's and flipping burgers, I would work at McDonald's. Like yeah. it's labor's expensive and you have to pay people correctly for them to want to do the job. And what I, we talked about this earlier as well, as far as what I hope is we're going into the age of the employee, employee empowerment. For the last mm -hmm. 20, 30, you can go back to 40 years, early 80s, the CEO and the stockholders gained a lot of wealth off of the backs of the employee. The employees' wages have not grown like stockholders, dividends, and the CEO. You hear CEOs making 20, 30 million dollar bonuses. Like that's not even their normal well, salary, just getting bonuses. Yeah, exactly. like our, our health benefits yep. cut in half and then they took away pensions and they gave us 401ks, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and like all this stuff. It's not this. It, this isn't the this isn't the uh, job market our parents grew up in. That's for sure. There, you know, no. there's people that like, oh, yeah, I worked for a company for 42 years and I got this amazing pension and I was able to retire. That does not exist unless you're in a exist. very high end position. The only pensions are for the CEOs. And why, that's not fair. That's not no. fair. Anyway, but who, I, I mean, I don't control the world. <laughs> if I did, things well, would look a heck of a lot hopefully, different. <laughs> hopefully the next, what, three to five years, we will start seeing more employees getting pay, significant pay raises um, like we saw the UPS workers and hopefully the UAW, right? People are less afraid now than mm -hmm. they were before to rock the boat. I will say that. Yeah. Like they they have, I think the pandemic has done one thing. It's like, you know what? I just not going back to where it was. I'm, I'm just not going back to those working conditions. And they, mm -hmm. and they realize that a bunch of them feel the same way. So yeah. I think it's just, I think a lot of people have, uh, they've said enough's enough. <laughs> I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Question. If you won a large lottery, where would you invest? The first thing I would do is I would not tell a, not a single, <laughs> this is, this is true. And you're an attorney, you know, this, mm -hmm. you tell nobody, not anyone in mm. your family. You tell nobody you sit on that lottery ticket. You scan five copies of it. You put it in a safety deposit box. I know I, this is totally off of real estate, but I can't help it. But this is true. Yeah. You put it in a safety deposit box. You notify an attorney out of your state. So that way no one in your area knows that you won. And then you have the company, a comp you, you create a company and you have the company acclaim the prize. So that way your name isn't in the newspaper. <laughs> And then all of a sudden then everything else after that, I would, um, I have a, I have a vision. I have a very big vision of uh, creating a, a tiny home community for young families. Um, but it would look like a subdivision, like, like mm -hmm. it would have tennis courts, it would have swimming pools, it would have the, um, I would have an area for the uh, over 55 group, uh, but like they that. were just small homes. It, the yeah. over 55 would not have lofts, but they would just be like little, almost like individual apartments but they're you know mm -hmm. not connected and um they would have green spaces and everything and that's what i would do with my lottery money i'd make a neighborhood of tiny homes I like it. make, I like, like it's that. almost like luxury living but with tiny mm -hmm. homes so i will get to that question <laughs> this had to be what 2000 my daughter's nine. So it had to be around 2014, 13. Um, I actually had a vision. It was a suburb of Charlotte. I wanted to create a tiny home community, but a green tiny home community. 
mm-hmm. where it was just sustainable and everything like that. So yeah, no, I mean, wherever it is, like it needs to be, or well, we've seen outside the city center, land is a little cheaper, more affordable, right? But still close enough within 45 minutes to hour, 15 minutes to a city mm-hmm. and, and then have all the conveniences right there in that community. Well, my vision is even different, though. Like, I even like I want to like have like I have like a community aspect of, well, this will be the green area that people can openly farm, you know, and this is the area like that you could on on Sundays, you could sell your farm goods, you know, and like I want it like like, really self-sustaining a community. Right. But the only reason I wouldn't go completely green and this this, Mm is everybody should know this is that when you go completely green, you have federal, well, not federal, state regulators down your neck constantly Mm -hmm. checking all sorts of things like your collection of rainwater, you know, they, they're in, the, they're just up your butt because you're not no. tapped into the municipality and they don't yeah. like that. So no. they're always like, they're trying to nitpick you to death. So if you're connected to all that stuff and you're making all this great, you know, like green space and you're doing all these things, it's mm-hmm. going to be, it makes the uh, local officials a lot happier than trying to, you know, have composting toilets and, and, you know, not being tapped into the, (laughs) they don't like that. They don't like when you're not tapped into sewage. They don't like when you're not tapped into city water. They really hate it when you're not using electricity. They hate it. So when you talk about just the officials getting angry, that's what we need to do as far as having builders be builders to be able to build more is get rid of the taxes that come along with getting permits and all the stuff that needs that goes into building. Cause I mean, most yes. people don't realize before they even Scrape have around. the community developed, they are in it hundreds of thousands of dollars. Millions. So, in some cases. Exactly, yes. Yes. So, uh-huh. so if we get rid of that, that may, again, it comes down to how greedy the corporation is that may be able to lower the home price as well, because we don't have to pass it along to the end buyer. Well, if, if they did a tax incentive where they took away the money for that, it would make they would be more incentivized. Like you could tell them, OK, look, you can get this tax incentive uh, on these size lots, but you have to make the homes only twelve hundred square feet. It can't be over two thousand minimum, a thousand square feet, no bigger than two thousand square feet homes. Yeah. So that way it would fill in the gap for the people that are trying to buy their very first home. In a lot of areas, they're just that those homes just don't exist unless you're buying a yeah. home that's almost, you know, 80, 90 years old. So Wes says, cut the monopoly, cut the bureaucracy, cut the red tape. Let's get back to building sustainable buy and buying houses. Yes. I Wes. I agree. Wes for president. You're, you're with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wes for president. I agree 100 percent Celine says, uh a Connie Bell tiny home community in North Carolina is similar to that. Do you know that um, tiny home community? Have you? Heard I don't of it? know that tiny home community. No, but uh-huh. there are several tiny home communities here in the Carolinas that I um actually plan on visiting and filming and, and doing all that. And I actually uh-huh. uh, know this one woman who uh, is creating. I'm going through the process, filming it and everything, creating a community uh, about an hour outside of Charlotte, a tiny home uh-huh. community. So it's becoming it's becoming a thing here in the Carolinas, but it's it just doesn't happen fast enough, right? I I just think it's sad though that we've actually had to turn to building tiny homes in order to find an affordable pace for people to live. Like we actually had to put them in small 
300 square foot tiny homes in order for them to make it affordable for them to actually live. That's, that's, there's something missing there because people are working full-time jobs. They're working their tails off. Full-time jobs and, and a part-time job. And they're, and they're driving for DoorDash or Uber Eats in addition to being a teacher, right? It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's insane. I had a friend before, you know, this last housing boom, but in order for her to afford being a real estate agent and raising her kids on her own because she's a single mom, she actually drove the school bus so she could have health benefits. So that way her kids, because you can't, I mean, it's really difficult. Everybody doesn't know this, but yeah, yeah. we're independent contractors as real estate agents. So you can't get health benefits, but if you're a school bus driver, you can get health benefits. Yeah. So she would drive yeah. the school bus so her kids had health insurance and she sold houses. I mean, she was a good realist. I mean, she made good money, yeah. but to try to get her own individual plan is like ridiculous. So um, there's also ridiculous. a tiny house and community in Greensboro, by the way. Yes. So I, I think the triad area in general, tiny home communities and just new home construction as well is one of the most slept on areas in the Carolinas in terms of affordability. You can go to mm -hmm. Greensboro and get the same home, literally the same exact home that you get in the Charlotte area for about $150,000 cheaper. Same floor plan, same everything. So yeah, and it's an hour and a half away from, from Charlotte, so. Well, that, I mean, it, you know, that is the thing though. If you get away from the cities, yeah. you're gonna always get a little bit cheaper, which is nice. Yeah. Um, how do you find properties for sale where you can build a small storage container home or a kid home, i.e. no stipulations about size? It really comes down to just finding a, a real estate agent in that area and look at zoning. Look at zoning. Zoning, um, yeah. Yeah, zoning and making sure you're not in the HOA that restricts those things because a lot of HOAs, they have a certain, they want things to be, have a certain look. Right. Mm -hmm. So zoning and outside of an HOA, but a local real estate agent should be able to, to help you. Um, and yeah, and the more rural areas are going to be more forgiving than, you know, yeah. places that are closer to the city. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, and then if, when you're looking at land, look for land listings that say rural track on it. Cause that usually yeah. means there's absolutely no restrictions on the, on the land. Doesn't mean that they're absolutely like, like just check with a real estate agent. It just means that you probably put a yeah. manufactured home or modular home or a tiny home, but they may still have a building size restriction where it can't be any less than, mm -hmm. you know, it can't be less than 300 square feet. So you still have to check with the real estate agent and the local zoning and planning just to see, make sure that you're gonna be able to get what you want to get. Kevin says 10 year old hold on LLC purchases over three homes coupled uh, with a new corporate transparency act. Oh, Kevin for president going into effect January and make it instant. No warning. Oh, Kevin. Are you running for I, office? I like it. I like it. But in certain parts <laughs> of the country, that would just not work. We all know the South is not allowing you to tell us what we can or can't do with, with anything, right? Whether it be, yeah, you can't tell, you're not going to tell us we can't have guns. You're not going to tell us we can't um, buy property and put it in our LLC. It's just certain parts of the country I see that working, but not in the South. 
Clifton with a $10 super chat. Uh, he had a question and I'm, I'm going to have the uh, producer go through and find where your question is. But to make it easier, why don't you just go ahead and retype your question for me, if you could, please. I would greatly appreciate it. We'll certainly get you on the screen. Thank you so much for your $10 donation. It really does help. Yes, the thank you, Clifton. Yeah. <laughs> you even said thank you to Clifton. Oh, that was yeah, nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Supporting, supporting the channel, right? I, I support yes. you. So, yeah, let's let's do it. I support you too, sir, Ashley. <laughs> You're a good dude. It's been quiet around here, around the real estate game. I've been watching people uh, get, real estate agents are getting really freaked out because, you know, there's no sales because there's no homes to sell. I'm, I, I went to the state. Go ahead. Tell there's me that. 63,000 63, agents in the past, what, three months left the industry? You know why? They the left Jews the industry. Yeah, well, that's because their yeah. real estate dues came yeah. up, and they were like, I'm "I can't wait till January first. Like, I, know, I can't wait till right? January first where you got the 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 big dues, the realtor, you know, the NAR dues due. That's gonna get a whole bunch of people out of out of the the industry. Ours are due October first. I had a, I heard it. Oh wow. already, Okay. I had to pay it already. This is V Man has a question. Says, does each state have an idea to uh, home? have an idea to how much apartments they need built each year. Oh, how much apartments do they know? Have an idea how many apartments they need each year? Because here in Utah, they're building a lot of apartments. Does the States have an, anything to do with that? There is a, um, there is a, like a, a planning and zoning committee that gets together that says we have X amount of people that have entered the state in the last year. These people can't find an affordable place to live. We need to have X amount of, apartment buildings, uh, units available because we're anticipating this more growth in the next five years. Yeah. yeah. They have an idea. They have an idea. And I, I, I put out a video, it was actually on my YouTube about two weeks ago. There are five areas in the country that are the highest risk of oversupply for multifamily. You have reason why I got my Is attention because Charlotte there? was one. Say it again. Was Miami on there? Miami was not. It was Charlotte, Raleigh, Denver, um, Austin, and I can't think of the fifth one. But it wasn't Miami. It wasn't Miami. So mm. It wasn't Miami. I think it was Nashville. It was Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, that makes sense. They've had yeah. a lot of new construction there. Nashville got very expensive. And it didn't used it to be. Did. I mean, no. it was it was it was pricey but not like not like whoo you live in nashville that's yeah. fancy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. all right uh i just want to get back to this clifton let go ahead and put your question uh in the chat so the um, moderator can go ahead and put it up on the screen i'm sorry we missed your question earlier thomas morrison says why are people not focusing on remote work and looking for affordable states like ohio or oh Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. I'm going to tell you one, one thing is that a lot of these companies promised, promised workers that they will not have to come back to the office. Then they knew that that was going to make people really pissy. So they decided, well, we'll just only do, we only want you to come back to the office two days a week. That's it. I mean, just, just come back for two days. And so they did. And now they're like, you know what? We've heard your cries and you really enjoyed that office appeal. So we're going to go ahead and have you come back to the office full time. So all those people that bought homes because they're, they're a company 
company promised them that they would never have to come back to the office because they made record profits during that time. And they did record everything during that time. They cannot stand the fact that they do not have the thumb and control over their employees. And they're demanding them to come back into the office. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can move to some remote areas. Some There are some remote work jobs, but they're not as many as there used to be. That's for darn sure. Do you want Most anything definitely. to say there, sir, Ashley? No, it, it, the trend is changing where employees are, they want employee. I mean, employers want employees in the office. Um, it's they, like culture. There's, just, yeah. there's more of a culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what's happening. Sir Ashley, you know that there's just more of a culture if you're just working together. You yeah, have the camaraderie, you can team building, yes, all, all that, all that. Yeah, well, let me just put it this way, you know. <laughs> I don't Not to say team. when when people didn't didn't like their their coworker right next to them, right, and they yeah. despised them, right, but yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear Janet clicking her teeth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I haven't worked in an office for i mean honestly 10 years you know i've i've been at home yes. you know like working from home i can't mm -hmm. i can't do office things because people in the office will like christina i need you to help me with this christina i need you to help me with this i'm like i'm working <laughs> there's nothing that bothers me more than somebody like chewing in my ear when i'm like deep into doing like my work <laughs> like make me hot-headed i i i I knew that employers were going to make people come back. I well, knew I mean, for two reasons. One, people, um, what, what we're talking about, but then two, we talk about crashes and stuff like that in real estate. The commercial state right now is they need people using that commercial okay. space because it's going up in, in smoke as far as financing and, and affordability and all that stuff. That's where the crash is happening. But that's well, a whole nother video. Yeah, but prior to the pandemic, the mm -hmm. commercial market wasn't as good anyway. Like that's they true. were, mm -hmm. you know, so then the the pandemic like made that that issue explode. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I mean, there it is possible and some areas are doing this, taking some of these commercial areas and then turning them into uh, residential spaces yep. or, and they're turning them into multifamily spaces. And um, I mean, that could help, that could help. But those people that have those leases, that's the biggest thing is that they have this lease on this property for 10 years. And they're like, I, I can't give I up can't, this lease. Can't do it, yeah. Can't yeah. do it. They can't walk away from it. So they're making them come back because they paid for it and they have no choice, so. Um, Charlotte is doing that. We're converting some of the buildings. We call it uptown, but in our downtown to condos. Um, but the biggest challenge, we're trying to, the biggest challenge is plumbing. That's what mm -hmm. they're coming across as far as is just configuring everything and making the plumbing work because they were designed as, as office space, right? Not mm -hmm. one unit, you know, one unit. Nobody wants to share a bathroom like they're in college, right? So you need mm -hmm. a, a bathroom in every, in every apartment. That's the biggest challenge they're coming across. Queen Hershey says, are you still answering emails for help on finding and buying and for an agent that specializes in abandoned homes? Um, if you're talking about foreclosures, yes. I don't know anything about ab abandoned housing. Um, I don't know any agents that specialize in abandoned, like there's those people that are um, well, wholesalers. They they look for abandoned yeah. properties. Yeah, they'll, they'll do that. I don't, I'm not connected with wholesalers though. But if you're looking for foreclosed properties, yeah, I can connect you with somebody for that. 
not not i don't know any wholesalers though a long story short two dollar super chat says i'd rather live with my mom <laughs> than go to the rust belt i mean i get you i mean <laughs> originally I, I was thinking that I was I was thinking that why would somebody not want to go to Ohio or or Idaho? You kind of kind of answered the question just by asking it, right? I know, but like the thing is, if someone was willing to pay me enough money, I'll live pretty much anywhere. I mean, honestly, I'm from Massachusetts yeah. originally. I've lived up north. Mm -hmm. I was born in Pennsylvania. I've been all over this this beautiful land. You know, I've been all over the United States. I have no issue if you the money show me the money and I will pack up. I, I mean, I have no ties anywhere, but I will pack up tomorrow. <laughs> That's how yeah. we ended up in Louisiana. Anyway, I'm like, all of our family was in Florida. I don't like, oh no, not for that paycheck. We're going. We had two yeah. little kids. We packed them up the car. They're like, you're not going to have any support system. I'm like, yes, but I'll have a bank account. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to support myself. There you go. Yes. Yeah, there you go. We don't need your support. So, well, oh, Chef Brooklyn. Hello. It says, what's up, Eddie? Just popped in to say hi to you and Christina. Thank you both. Uh, thank you both and for all you do. Well, thank you so much, Chef. It's so nice to yeah. see you. So you, if you guys Little have any chef. questions, please put them in the screen, uh, up on the screen. Just put the word question ahead of time. I never saw Clifton's question come back on the screen. Um. Eddie, if you could find Clifton's question, I would really appreciate it. Deborah says, uh, would buying with all cash give you a, a price advantage over those needing financing? Uh, it depends. I'm going to tell you something that, that happened to me as a real estate agent. I was working with a guy who every time we would go into a house, he had cash. He was going to buy it cash, but he would lowball them $30,000. And he's like, I don't understand why they're not taking my offer. I have cash. The people yeah. selling their house don't give a flying flip if you have all cash. I thought cash. you were going to let it go. I thought you were going to nope, let it go. I was close. <laughs> they don't care, though. They really don't yeah, yeah. care. They they want that $30,000, and they know that they can get it. Um, in some cases, if you have cash and you're giving it you know, full price offer. Yes. You're going to, you're going to win the bid, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because it's cash, you'll win it. What do you have to say, sir, Ashley? No, I, I agree with you. Um, the only caveat is if you're looking at homes that have been on the market for some time, meaning I don't know what the average days on market is where you're looking, but I say double it, right? If it's 20 days, if you look at homes that have been on the market for 40 or more days, then get aggressive with your offer, with your cash offers. But don't mm -hmm. try to make a lowball cash offer and the house just hit the market. No, they don't care if it's cash or finance, if they're getting that additional 30000 right? It just. Mm -hmm. But if it's been on the market for a while, then you can go and make that aggressive offer um, with cash. But I did that with that guy. Otherwise, I think you're wasting your time. Yeah. I wrote 10 offers. And at, at the 10th offer, I remember saying to Eddie, this is my last one. If he, if, if this one doesn't like stick and he hasn't figured it out by now, I'm giving it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I wrote it, like I sent it in and then he's like, do we hear anything? I'm like, they rejected it. He's like, I'm offering cash. I said, I've told you this a hundred times and you are not listening. I do not think yeah. I'm the agent for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, obviously you're not, the, the message is not sinking in. Nobody cares. It, it doesn't make it more magical, you know? Like, no. <laughs> just, no. It makes like, it close like, faster. 
Exactly. You have cash. Good for you. I'm glad you saved up or however you got it. But that doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're just going to skip the line. And, and when there's limited inventory, right now, mm -hmm. if there's tons of homes on the market, then yes, you know, you might be able to win yep. some. You get some good deals on foreclosures, though, out there, just FYI, mm -hmm. with cash. The with foreclosure cash, yeah. people like cash. <laughs> they, they need it because they need to catch up on some stuff, right? <laughs> Jack, Jack knows how to skip the line to get his comment on the screen. He just put the question. He just put the word question. Love the content. <laughs> That's his question. <laughs> Love it, Jack. Jack, you're smart, man. <laughs> but your comment on the screen, just put the word question first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Notary says, why does industry keep saying the housing market is about to crash, but it never happens? Adam reported that uh, third quarter major homeowner expense consumes 35% of average while affordability drops to a new low. I'm not a housing crash bro, but there are lots of people that said that the home market was going to crash for the, like they've been saying it almost two years now. Eventually at some point in the history, they will be right. They will be right. You say it enough times for long enough, you will eventually be right, but you've done a lot of people a disservice along the way. A that lot believed of you. Right. that believed you. I have been maintaining, and Sir Ashley knows this, the biggest factor and problem with this housing market and why home prices haven't dipped nearly as much as we were hoping for is because we do not have enough supply of homes available to us. If you look at the construction uh, that has been done since the last uh, housing crash, home builders have not built enough homes for the amount of people that have been wanting homes. We have pent up demand. And that's been the issue all the whole entire time. That being said, the only lever that the Fed has left to make home prices dip low is the jobs market. So if the jobs market starts to tank, you're going to see more and more people not being able to afford their home. And you're going to see a lot more houses go on the market. And even the jobs number, it sounds weird, but even the jobs number are coming back surprisingly good better than they wanted I don't to believe like it. it's it's going the other way like mm -hmm. I, I, I don't believe I don't, it i don't see it but the numbers are we're going the wrong way we need at least 300,000 unemployment claims mm -hmm. and we're we're going the opposite way something's something's wrong something's amiss because yeah. well, there's the, you only get pro, yeah. you only get unemployment benefits for a period of time and yeah. then you're only considered unemployed for a period of time there's people that have been unemployed for so long they're no longer a part of this no longer counted exactly they're no longer counted yeah. so yeah. though to me whenever i have not looked for the last 10 years unemployment numbers have never really matched what's really going on in the world and there's a lot more people that have been laid off that I've seen. There's a lot more people that have yeah. been trying to find a job and cannot find one. I mean, I something's amiss. I'm not buying what they well, have to sell. Thing, when come, but that isn't just, it doesn't matter what president is in, in yeah. office. They skew yeah, those numbers no. to make it look way, however they want. <laughs> they both do it. The like, one all thing that has changed um, since it, traditionally is the gig economy. That is uh, that That skews things as far as Okay, you don't have to work for this corporation or this business. If I can go on Thumbtack and get, I'm hiring somebody to do some work in the office tomorrow, get, you know, several hundred dollars every other day, I don't necessarily need a, need a job, quote unquote, right? The gig economy has, has changed a lot of things. I guess I didn't count for that. How many people could like yeah. basically start selling their feet picks and make a, you know, an extra <laughs> thousand bucks? 
Exactly. Like, I'm joking. Like, they're, they're, they're meeting a demand. They're meeting a demand. They're meeting a demand. <laughs> and they're willing, people are willing to like make sculptures out of snot and sell it on Etsy and make a, a money, you know? It works. Exactly. Good on them. So one of one. So one of one. If you uh if you look in North Carolina, look up Bill 488. Have you heard about this? 488? No, I have not. Let me look it up. All right. Uh, appointments building codes council. It has something to do with uh, building codes and inspections. I don't have time to read this whole thing, but um, you can you can take it over, like look it up later, and maybe do a video on it. Yeah. That th thank you, Clifton. I appreciate. I appreciate it. that. Who was that, Clifton? Appreciate it. Yeah, that was Clifton. Um, I will check it out, and I will make. I will definitely look into it, and probably make a video on it. Yeah, it says it's an act to reorganize the building code council and create the residential code council to amend various provisions of the North Carolina state building code and land development regulations and to increase the protect cost minimum for uh, acable, acable, ex, uh, uh, never mind, I'm not going to do it, of uh, the general contractor <laughs> licensing requirements. Yeah, yeah. I swear yeah. I have not been drinking. There's just sometimes some words just get... I'm with you. I'm gonna check it out. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yes. Yes. That was a word that took me five years to learn. I cannot get it out. Camaraderie. To this day, I still have to think to get the word out. No, I can't think of the word right now. I know somebody, somebody, my my partner's probably watching. I can't think of the word, but I got I get hung up on it every single time, and I just. I need to go look it up and like find the thesaurus and just get a synonym because I keep, I just can't, I can't say it. I can't say it. Do you know what? One thing that makes me laugh more than anything is people that say, well, that's a mute point. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It's, it's a moot. M-O-O-T. Not mute. <laughs> moot. <laughs> they, they should have muted themselves before they said that. Yeah. They should have muted themselves before they made that comment. That is for sure. Fran yes. has a question. Since do you see single family inventory increasing next year and enough for so uh, prices to calm down in some areas? Yes. I, I think that like there's, if you have a lot of new construction, I think there's going to be some price. In adjustment. some areas. Yes. Uh, and it really depends on interest rate as well. Right. It depends on if the interest rates stay high, which they're predicting higher for longer. Yes. I see prices coming down and leveling off, but if it holds true, what's happening right now where builders are starting less homes, we're going to be in the same same predicament, right? Even if interest rates are high. Like, There's so many what ifs. What about what if yeah. the job market tanks? But the job exactly. market tanks and then, then home prices can come down. There's so many different yeah. factors that could cause home prices to either increase or decrease. It's like you're looking into a crystal ball. And I just, I tell I just people, don't see the jobs market holding up the way it has been. It just there. It seems like a house of cards, yeah. and eventually it's going to start coming down. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. It um, is interesting. It's, it's one of those things. It really is just. It really is a what if. And I tell people, you while you're planning for the future, right? You're game planning and making sure everything is is okay when it comes to buying a home, or if you should buy one or not buy one. Um, deal with the facts as they are and what your paycheck is as it is today. Mm -hmm. um, and don't assume you're going to get a, a pay raise uh, and do what's best for your family, looking at rent, comparable rent and all that, because I had people wait 
didn't buy last year because they like, oh, everybody told them prices were going to come down and everything. And now they could get approved for 450 last year. Not last year, probably 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Now they're around, what, 330 And there's nothing that they want in that price point. So mm-hmm. you just have to do what's best for you and your family. Don't, I'm not saying don't listen to anybody, but you you know your be- your situation best and right. do what's best for you. Yeah, Nicole has a, a good comment here. It says, "Serious, the yield curves and models show recessions. Mar- uh, re- show recessions March 2025. The Fed will probably increase the rates to seven percent. It's at eight percent right now. How is this bottom? Uh, Black Friday. <laughs> well, th- what uh, at the beginning of the? I don't know if you saw at the beginning, Nicole. At the beginning of the uh, show, we were talking about Glenn Kelman, who's with the he's Redfin CEO, and he says." because of the affordability issue that the housing market can't get much worse. And, and Sir Ashley and I say, hold my beer. Yeah. (laughs) Wrong old moose breath. It can get so much worse. Yeah. Hold my beer. (laughs) You said that it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah. I think you, Oh, notary S says, uh, thank you for answering my question with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much for being a part of the stream. I really appreciate every single one of you. All of our super chatters have been really kind to me today. And I want to say, thank you. It helps support. Are they not, are they not normally kind? What's going on? Sometimes occasionally a a super chatter just wants to super chat to see their thing on the screen, just to say how something awful about me. It's very rare. Very rare. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was gonna say, I know I've been MIA for a little bit, but I mean, this is, this is a safe space, right? Yeah, like, I, I love it here. I, lo- I love your, I love your audience. Um, they're amazing. You know, uh, Sir Ashley, I don't know if you know this, but every time um, one of these is put live here on Sunday, um, on Monday, the audio is stripped off and we put it as a podcast. And if you want to oh. listen to this as a podcast, you just go to anywhere you find podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify mm-hmm. Podcasts, and you just look up real estate for everyone with Christina Smallhorn. Boom. You can listen to this episode. Anybody is welcome to go on there and download some episodes. If they ask you to rate I this podcast, it. make sure you give it five stars and say how fantastic you love stars. the show. It really does help me. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love it. I and, did not know that. I will I will do that. And if you're looking for a referral for a real estate agent in your area, you can always go to my website at christinasmallhorn.com. Go ahead and fill up the one of the, uh, just hit a click click a pink button, just click any pink button, make sure you put in all your contact information and I'll get a hold of you. Just a little FYI, this week I am out of town. So if you fill out that form this week, don't expect a phone call this week. I just, I'm out of town. I'm, I'm like, I'm turning off the computer and I'm really focusing in on some business conferences this week. So I just want to, I'm mad. I'm gonna miss you. I know you were supposed to be there, sir. Ashley, I was supposed to be there. I'm mad. You know, Life happened, life changes, opportunities, but I was mm-hmm. supposed to be there in Dallas with you. I'm, at, uh, I'm disappointed. Juicy Fruit gave a super sticker. I want to say thank you so much. Deborah Bergeron gave me a super sticker. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. And look, if you guys want to know more from Sir Ashley, look, I'm not even joking. He's a lot smarter than I am. Go over there. Go <laughs> listen to real estate uh, advisor, Sir Ashley. That is his real name, by the way. Sir Ashley, he's been duly knighted. And you guys, I want you guys to go over there and give him a little love. Give him a little subscribe. Listen to him. Because like I said, he's smarter than me. That's why I like him having the show. He makes me look good. <laughs> no, I appreciate right. you having me. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate you as well. Thank you, Clifton. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you to the moderators. Thank you to the super chatters. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you, sir, Ashley. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye, Thank everybody. you. Enjoy yourself.
Yeah, I wonder if Eddie's going to put some music on. You know, we would try to get you to dance, but I know you won't dance. I know. <laughs> this is like, this is chilly music. Like, who dances to this? It seems like I should be like this is walking a, down this the like a slow dance. prairie man. Like, casting a fishing pole, right? Oh, look. Yeah. There's some butterflies in the air. This is relaxing, really. I might, yeah, I might take a nap. Let's go have a picnic. Yeah, let's go have a picnic here, Ashley. How about you scream? You take your old fishing pole out there. <laughs> well, 